Hello, and welcome to our weekly podcast of Who's Here in the Hamptons. I'm Dan Retiner, your host, broadcasting from my home in the Hamptons, where I have lived for over 55 years. I've written a dozen books about this glorious place, and I've seen it grow through the years from small tourist towns, quaint fishing villages, and a summer playground for high society, to what it is today, a world-class resort for celebrities, artists, musicians, authors, and billionaires. In my podcast, I will bring you interviews with not only these people, but also prominent local people who have helped shape the Hamptons. Welcome to Dan's Talks. My guest today is April Gornick, who is a co-founder of The Church, which is one of the largest churches in the Hamptons, but is not a church uh, for the last, I guess, 15 years. And it's gone through several ownerships and is now a really an art center run by... We like uh, to call creativity. Arts Center, if you don't mind my interrupting. No, not go ahead. We're trying to we're trying to include not only art as a as a principal feature, since Eric and I are both artists. Obviously, that's what we know the best. But we really want to celebrate creativity in all its forms, including the creativity that the church and Sag Harbor have expressed throughout many years, hundreds of years. So we're trying to reflect the history historic, creative nature of this community where there's always been people making things and shipping things and sailing across the world and So, so I guess you finish this, finish this, I would say, uh, lectures, music, what else? So we have, yeah, I mean, our, our roster for the upcoming month of February absolutely reflects this. We have all sorts of different kinds of talks. We have Hampton's Art Network. Let, let me interrupt you just for a moment. I want to tell people where this is. This is uh, next door to Il Cappuccino in Sag Harbor on, I think it's Madison Street. And uh, it's it's a really, uh, I, I'm mistaken, it's a community center in many ways devoted to creativity, and it's amazing. And I think that uh, there must have been some long talks about what to call it, since it obviously was a church, <laughs> and uh, wound up with that name. And so, uh, When it was laying fallow after it was sold by the congregation or by the, the Methodist Council, after it was just lying around and had, was, had hurricane fence around it and was looking really sad, you know, snowflakes coming in through the tarp on the on the empty stained glass windows. People would people would be, just because I'm sort of a community activist. People would stop me on the street and they go, "What's happening with the church? What's going on with the church? Do you know who? Did you know that someone new bought the church because there were three previous owners before Eric and I got it? And it it was just always referenced as the church, so it just seemed like the logical thing to call it. And really very few people have batted an eye, although we have had some far-flung inquiries from the Church Council of America and people like that, like asking. We've had calls at Dan's papers from people who wanted us to sell them some wallpaper. Oh, really? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> right. Well, what's in a name? You cannot, you can't right. really this sort of thing. But for anybody who's even mildly local and was aware of Sag Harbor in the last 20 years, you kind of can't miss the church as being the church. And we have we have such august religious institutions and they do so much good 
here in the village, we kind of, you know, we ran it by them a little bit because Taylor's Church, for instance, is such a great community center. And we, but we honor that about the church and its previous incarnations as support, you know, providing support for, for instance, the Rainbow School was an incredible part of the church before it be before it was sold many 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 people have said like oh i went here my kids went here you know people had a lot of joy at the church and i think the vibe remains there's a kind of a a joyful creative vibe that was part of it being the rainbow school and so let's get to february yes february is very exciting so just to give you an idea when i say creativity center so we do have our first talk is going to be the hamptons art network i don't even know how many people know that the hamptons art network exists but it's a consortium of different um arts institutions arts and creativity institutions for instance it includes the bridgehampton the bridgehampton chamber music society um arts center at duck creek the East Hampton Historical Society, because we think that preserving history demands a huge amount of creativity, successful creativity. And then more obvious things like Guildhall, Hampton's Dock Fest, Hampton's Film Festival, Madu. So that's creative gardening and and Robert Dash. Ma's House, which is probably the newest member, which is Jeremy Dennis's magnificent contribution to arts and creativity out here and the history of the Shinnecock Nation and Native peoples and and us and Watermill Center and West Hampton Beach Performing Arts and and the South, the Southampton African American Museum, too, which is a wonderful relative newcomer to to the arts and cultural and historical aspects of this community. So there's going to be a presentation about it with a lot of its members and being available to the public. We want people to be introduced to all of the richness of the things that make this a creative community. So that's why we're doing that. And that's on our Knowledge Friday. We have a Knowledge Friday series. That's the first Friday of every month, typically. And it's free for members and it's $10 for non-members. And we try to keep prices low for everything that we do, as low as possible, and depend on other generous donations to make up for shortfalls. So we we really want people to be able to participate in learning about what happens here and also always making it fun. Like it is there, we don't do like stiff formal presentations by and large it's it we try to we strive for intimacy because the interior of the church which is beautiful and preserved wood and stuff like that for it's all stripped down from having been clad it's now like the rafters are exposed it's very very beautiful and so it seems to allow for and encourage a lot of an intimacy in discussion and in making people comfortable about asking questions and participating and stuff. And then that's followed the next day by the Mercer Quartet, which is a jazz ensemble. What Um, day is that? It's February 3rd. So February 2nd, we have the Hamptons Art Network talking at about 6 p.m. 6 p.m. on February 3rd, we have the Mercer Quartet, which is a contemporary jazz performance quartet that 
that does hip like things that are including hip hop and avant-garde jazz and folk music from around the globe. It's a really, really rich group that does an incredible, beautiful music that goes from six to eight thirty. And then the very next day after that, we yeah. have on Sunday, we, February 4th, we have a repeating conversation that we just started that we're all very excited about, led by a guy named Erling Hope, who is, this is like a meeting that takes place in the library from 10 to 11.30 in the morning. And it's a conversation that he's inviting the public to. It's very little, it's very, it's very comfortable. It's unprogrammed and it's, as he says, anchored in silence. So like kind of in the spirit of a Quaker meeting, but with people. Is there a topic? Yes. February 4th's question is, how can I maintain respect and cultivate curiosity for the people I agree with? How great is that? Nice. Kind of a way of approaching diversity and dissent, but within with a very, very gentle meditative way of looking at it. And then um, we have a tour the following weekend on February 9th. We have a tour coming up with Sam Havens and Sarah Cochran. Samuel Havens is our educational and workshop manager and also works with our residents. There are artists and residents that come. And that means artists, musicians, dancers, poets, writers, et cetera, et cetera. So they put together a show principally led by Sam, who is who does all the print workshops that we do. Um, do you know what printmaking is? It involves like monoprints and intaglio printing, which is traditional etchings, yeah. wood relief printing. There's all different kinds of ways. We were gifted a press and he does all these incredible workshops and people adore them. So he put together this show called Master Impressions, which are artists that were significantly out here, lived out here, had a connection to out here, visited frequently and made work. And they're on view now. That's our current exhibition. And that will continue for another, I think, month. And he's going to be giving a tour with Sarah Cochran, our, our chief curator, um, February 9th from 6 to 7.30. And that, again, he'll be walking people around. People can talk. They can ask questions. He'll be, he'll be giving little stories about the prints. He'll be describing the print process. So it's a learning experience. It's a familiarization. It's a conversation. And then the next day, February 10th, I'm just going to run through some of these. Sure. February 10th from 1 to 4 p.m., Tony Ross, which many people know from Nick and Tony's and from her wonderful artwork and ceramic. She's also begun doing a lot of weaving in the last several years. And she's going to be giving us a program, which is an introduction to weaving. And $100, if this is one of the more expensive things, but it includes everything. It includes the loom, the yarn, et cetera, et cetera. So people can start working with a small handheld loom and learn the fundamentals of weaving. And it's something that she did when she was traveling like to Africa, she brought a little loom with her and it was almost like a way of doing a visual diary of her experiences because she was wow. exposed herself through it. How interesting is that? So 
She's going to discuss um, what kind of tools and materials she uses and, you know, just give people a basic idea of, of weaving and how they can enjoy it too. And we're very excited about that. We're very grateful to her for doing that. And that is $100, but as I said, it includes all the materials. And then we have some printmaking workshops coming up. We have a lecture on the 17th of February where a guy named Niall Harris, who's a performance artist, is going to be talking in an in-depth way about the way that he's come up with this new performance piece that he's doing called Minor B, as in music, you know, like B minor, but Minor B. Right. And it's actually about how he describes it as how madness has been canonized from the social to the aesthetic within Black performance throughout history. So if you imagine like a jazz, a great jazz musician that was considered a genius, but was crazy and spent years in an institution because they couldn't fit in. Like, why is that? It's kind of like the art version of the conversation about Van Gogh. You know, did you, what does it mean to declare a genius crazy? And was this really the right way of treating people's creativity within a certain kind of economic bracket, et cetera, et cetera. So he's going to be talking about that as the inspiration for this performance piece that he's doing. On February? That's February 17th. And that's going to be absolutely fascinating. And it's an afternoon performance. All of these, all of these things are listed on our website. We have an events calendar for February. What, what is the website? It's the church org org so that church sag harbor spelled out dot org and you'll see that it says events on the top bar and then you just click to the events calendar is the easiest way to get there so but so we're trying to we're as you can hear we're trying to give people general introductions to things but also focused focused for people who are performers actors anyone who practices a stagecraft would be interested in a performance like this because he's a very contemporary, interesting and reputable person right now in the theater arts and performance scene in New York. So to have this opportunity to hear Niall Harris talk about his inspirations and methods in this kind of setting is going to be quite valuable to people who are interested in that sort of thing. Well, for uh, to, to we we could this could be quite a, a a long thing for an entire month. However, let's end it on the seventeenth for the moment. And well, let me just ask you this: the the church is enormous. It's uh, maybe fifteen, twelve thousand square feet. I think it's three stories. The uh, the uh, nave rises up to, all the way from the floor to what thirty, forty feet with balconies and stained glass. It's a gorgeous place, and um, so I think people should know that I, I. And there are, of course, there are the off rooms and balconies, and these are the locations in the building where these things are going to take place, and it's quite an amazing thing. They take place on different levels of the church, like the like the the thing that I told you about this taking place in the library. That's the Quaker like right meeting. 
That's taking place in the library. We use the ground floor. We have studio spaces. We have, oh, we're having, I should, I must mention that we're having Wellness Wednesday on February 23rd, 21st with a yoga teacher practitioner named Dina Kay, who's amazing, amazing, amazing. And um, the end at the very end of the month, everyone should know that we have Bruce Wallace off doing a Reflections in Music performance. We sell out 100% every time that we do one of these. So if anyone hasn't gotten their ticket, they should run, don't walk and get one. And he's doing, he's doing love stories, kind of an honor, belated honor of Valentine's Day. Well, this is just an amazing place that you've put together. And I think when did it open? About two years ago, a year and a half ago. It's uh, new to- 2021, so we'll be going on three years in April. But yeah, it's just, we've taken off like a rocket and it's just been wonderful. And people people bring us ideas. We bring other people ideas where it's just been this wonderful give and take with the community. And our community is so rich in in talent like Dina, like Tony Ross, like all these all these people that are participating Erling and and making it even bigger and broader and revealing some of their incredible assets, creative assets, and sharing them with everybody. So it's it's been really an amazing, amazing experience. And I gotta say it's all thanks to our unbelievable staff. We have the most amazing executive director, Sherry Pasquarella, our events manager, Talina Mascali, Sam, whom I mentioned, everybody, Kristen Santori. We just have extraordinary people working with us and they are pushing everything forward in the best possible way. I always have to give a shout out to everybody who's there because they've been so extraordinarily incredible and and Sarah and Sam and then also Justin also our facilities manager is an extraordinary guy he can do anything and fix everything and he comes up with ideas himself so it's a very collaborative atmosphere and I think that that's why it's a happy environment for working well thank you for taking the time to uh, be on this podcast and uh, I really appreciate everything you you've done over the the recent years and especially this amazing project you're working with now which will is such an enhancement to the whole Hamptons community. Yeah, thank you for having me on and thanks from Eric too who's down in Palm Beach at the That's same where I am. The whole town out here is talking about his show. I forget the name of the venue. He's, he's giving a lecture at the Norton, I think That's tonight right. one on Bonard. Thank you again. Thank you very much. You're missing lots of rain. <laughs> okay.